Welcome to Hacking Your ADHD. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. One of the ideas that I've been playing with lately is how to go about my planning in a more natural way, or perhaps a better phrase would be functional way. Because while I love the idea of planning, it doesn't always work out how I want it to. And to be clear here, I don't mean that my plans don't work out. What I've been grappling with is that often when I do my planning, I've failed to do it in a way that encompasses both my professional and personal life. I think this is an aspect of me layering my personal planning over the top of my professional planning. But really, I should be doing it the other way around, I think. It makes more sense for me to build my planning around things like, say, when my kids are in and out of school. It should be based on what's going on in my life around me. And so it dawned on me that one of the ways that I could adjust this planning was to focus on planning that was seasonal. Because with each season, there are definite changes in how I go about my life. And so today, we're going to be exploring how we can look at planning with those seasonal changes in mind. If you'd like to follow along on the show notes page, you can find that at hackingyouradhd.com slash seasonal planning. All right, keep on listening to find out what spring has in store for you. Typically, the way that we want to go about planning is by breaking down that planning into various layers. Starting with the high-level stuff, you have yearly planning. And I say high-level here because what we're talking about is mostly goals and conceptual ideas. In yearly planning, we're not breaking things down into the specifics that need to happen quite yet. From yearly planning, we can then go into quarterly or monthly planning, where we break out goals from the yearly planning and shape them into something a bit more tactical, knowing that we can use those plans to define our day-to-day activities that are going to get you those goals from our weekly and daily planning. The idea behind all of this is that you can use this information to take on those big goals and then bring it down to what you need to do on any particular day. But to be clear, you don't have to have all this up front to start your planning. We all need to start where we're at, and sometimes that just means planning today, or maybe even just the next couple of hours. But we can also use that to help us look at how we want to do our overall planning. I like this model of planning because it lets me see the big picture and the smaller steps along the way. What it does for me is it really connects those ideas. It gives me a map of how to get from A to Z. In my head, I know all the steps in the middle are important but it can be hard for me to really connect them. But while I do like this idea of planning, it wasn't always super functional for me. Specifically, I always found quarterly planning to be awkward. At first, I thought it was the time frame. Three months is a long period of time to look over, and it kind of felt like I was just doing three months of planning at a time. But what I think the real issue was the timing of quarterly plans, or specifically how I went about them. What I realized would be more useful is using that planning to be more specific with how I was going to be using that time. And this is where the idea of seasonal planning came in. Because if I'm planning out a season, that feels very different than planning out the next quarter, even though they're going to cover relatively the same amount of time. And to just generally talk about planning for a little bit, it can feel like a bit of a waste of time to do any kind of planning when you've got ADHD, because it feels like Well, I'm not going to be following the plan anyway, so why plan? And I'd certainly agree to a point. If we're not getting any benefit and we're not going to use it, there really isn't a point here. But I think we can reframe this. Because if what we're doing isn't working, 
then that doesn't necessarily mean that we should stop doing the thing. It may mean that we just need to rethink our expectations and how we're going to be approaching that task. With planning, it's easy to get into our heads that we're creating a document that we're going to follow from top to bottom. It can be something where we feel like if we miss a step, we're going to be completely off track. But that's not really what we want to be getting out of planning. We're not creating an unchangeable document. In fact, a good plan has plenty of space for us to modify it as we go. Even in daily planning, things need to be malleable because things are always going to come up. Or more often than not, I'm just being more ambitious than I should have been for thy planning for that day. And what we're really getting out of planning isn't just that we know what's going on from hour to hour or month to month, because again, plans should be malleable. What we're also getting is that we can get some of those swirling thoughts out of our head and into a place where we can make them into action. One thing that will always be true with our ADHD is that we will forget things. But often it isn't a complete wipe out of those thoughts. It's more about, oh shoot, I was supposed to send that email two hours ago. It's that the thoughts are swirling around in our head and need something to trigger them to bring them up. Creating a plan lets us get all of that out of our head and onto paper. It also lets us see how these ideas are going to interact. When I write everything I want to do for a day or even a season, I can better picture if I can actually do all those things in the amount of time I have. When they're up in my head, it feels like I can just keep adding things to my daily to-do list forever. But in reality, there is only so much time we've got in a given day, week, month, season, or even year. And having those things out of my head also clears my brain up to focus on the things I want to be focusing on, because I don't have that nagging thought of, don't forget, you need to text Derek back later. Because I've got it written down in my plan for the day, and I can look back at it when I need to see it. But of course, this also brings up another issue. Our plans only work if we use them, and that means checking back on them throughout the day or whichever time frame that we're using. If we don't trust our systems, then we're still going to have those swirling thoughts because I'm going to feel like my plan will fail me. So a good system here is to build in reminders to check in on our plans with whatever frequency we need. And importantly here, we still have to check those plans even if we think we know what they already say. I know it's tempting to skip when you feel like you have it memorized, but I can't tell you the number of times that I've added something unexpectedly to my routine and I'll go check my plan, and even though I think I know everything on it, I find that, lo and behold, there was something I forgot about there. We don't write a grocery list and then just leave it at home when we go to the grocery store. Well, actually, I've, yeah, I've done that a ton of times, but not on purpose. The point being, it's much easier to follow through with our intentions when we remind ourselves what those intentions are. Okay, so before we get into the actual plan part, let's also discuss a little bit about seasons. Now, I know this might seem a little like, but I know what seasons are. They're when the weather changes. And while I'm tempted to jump into the science behind seasons and really go into what seasons are, I'm going to assume that part's unnecessary. We don't really need to go into the orbit of the planet, how the rotation Earth is tilted at 23.5 degree angle, for our understanding of seasonal planning. But there are some definitions that are still going to be important for us. First off, we want to know when we're designing the start of a season. And what I've discovered recently is there's two ways that we can define the season. The more classical way of delineating when season starts is by the astronomical seasons, which are defined by the Earth's relation to the sun. So the vernal and autumnal equinox have an equal amount of daylight and darkness, and then on the summer and winter solstice, we have the least amount of daylight. This is a very clean way of defining our seasons because it's very easy to describe when these events are going to happen. 
But we also all know that the weather is starting to change well before the start of the astronomical season. And of course, it does this because the equinox and solstices happen on the extreme ends of where the Earth can be located in relation to the sun. So to deal with this, there's another way to look at seasons, which are meteorological seasons. These are seasons defined by the weather and our calendar. So, for example, for spring, the astronomical spring of 2022 starts on March 20th, whereas the meteorological spring starts on March 1st. Is this a huge deal? Well, it depends on how you want to be doing your planning. For me, I think it's a lot easier and makes more sense to go by meteorological seasons for a few reasons. Firstly, it's somewhat easier to start your planning at the beginning of the month, and that I'm just going to be planning for the next three months based on the calendar. And secondly, it makes more sense in terms of how I'm planning, because I want to be defining what my days are going to look like with the change in the weather. Since the astronomical season starts well into the weather change, that doesn't fit quite as well as with what I was envisioning. However, I can also see the argument for planning around the astronomical seasons as well, because while the weather has already started changing this March, it's still pretty chilly out, and there are a ton of things that I don't really want to do outside yet. As well, it can be useful to do this planning in relation to how the rest of the world is using the seasons as well. And finally, well, I'll be honest here, I'm getting this episode out a bit late for anyone that wants to do their spring planning based on the meteorological spring. But I also want to be clear, that's okay too. We don't have to be super strict with our planning. We don't want to fall into the perfectionist trap of having perfect planning and having to have it done by a certain date. So it's mid-March, who cares? You could even do your yearly planning now and that would be fine. Plus, I know a lot of people don't listen to these episodes right when they come out, so you might be getting ready for summer or fall or even winter right now. So to help with that, let's just do a quick rundown of when these seasons would start, with the first date being meteorological and the second date being astronomical. Spring would be March 1st and March 20th. Summer would be June 1st and June 21st. Fall would be September 1st and September 22nd. And then winter would be December 1st and December 21st. And of course, I should mention these are all for 2022. The astronomical start of the season will move around just a little bit year to year. All right, but how do we even go about doing this seasonal planning? What's the process? So first off, while you can do the seasonal planning for any season, I'm mostly going to be focusing on spring here because that's what I'm actively planning right now. But I'll try and sprinkle in a few other seasonal ideas as we go, and there'll be a lot of transferable stuff from season to season. A great way to often start a planning session is by looking back. So we can start by looking back at winter and asking, what went well? What do we want to carry over into spring, and what are we leaving behind? And from that prompt, it becomes easier to start looking forward. What are the things that spring is going to open up for us? Remember, as we move into this new season, we're going to start getting longer days. And if this episode comes out when I think it will, the U.S. will have just had our lovely spring forward with daylight saving time, so we're going to be having a lot more light in the afternoon and evening. For me, this means that I'm probably going to try and start playing frisbee with my master's team again. I also know that we're going to be having my community garage sale in my neighborhood, so that's something I want to plan for. Spring cleaning is always something that's going to be coming up. And of course, taxes are going to be due. I'm also going to want to start putting away my winter clothes when the weather really starts cooperating. I mean, it snowed here just a couple weeks ago. And I can think of a lot of these seasonal tasks that come up every year. For spring, there is a lot of that mentality of climbing out of hibernation holes and maybe doing some of that fabled spring cleaning. With summer, we want to get outside and enjoy the sun. Fall is going to bring back some of those cooler temperatures, and we can try planning out those Halloween costumes a little earlier than October 30th. And of course, with winter, we get to come back indoors and cozy up by the fire. 
And of course, you're all going to have your own version of these things. If you're a winter sports enthusiast, then I imagine you're going to have a vastly different winter than I have planned. And if you've got seasonal allergies, I'm sure your spring is also going to be a bit different. So we want to be thinking about all the things we do in each of these seasons and working out how we're going to fit that into our lives. It may feel like a lot of this is just little stuff, but that is absolutely the kind of stuff that we want to have in here while we're planning. Because more than anything, planning is showing us how we want to use our time. With ADHD, we tend to have a fairly poor idea of how time works, and so it's incredibly easy for us to overcommit and find ourselves unable to follow through with all those plans. Part of this comes from the fact that we can easily find ourselves getting bogged down in the details without seeing the bigger picture. Yes, I want to do all of these things, but in the scheme of my spring, there are only so many of them I can do. If I'm looking at them individually, it's hard for me to assess what's reasonable for me to actually commit to. By laying out everything that we want to get done in spring, we're going to have an easier time prioritizing the things that we actually want to get done. And while we don't want to overcommit, we also have to remember that we're looking at a three-month period here, so we do have some time to work with. Once we've listed out everything that we want to do, we can start breaking down what we want to do month by month. Of course, some of the stuff will be continuous over the course of the season. For example, while my Masters Frisbee team is going to start practice mid-March, I expect that we're going to keep going at that for the entire season. But my taxes are going to be due in April, and since those are an important thing to get done, I'll want to front-load those into March so that hopefully come tax day, I'll have them already completed. Fingers crossed that I don't have to file that extension again. And I think this is an important point we want to be thinking about when we're doing our planning. We want to try and do those high-priority items early as we can. I know this isn't always the most fun way to do our planning, but amazingly, no matter how well we plan things, things are going to come up. There are always going to be things that we forget to account for and things that come up last minute. There will be days where my executive dysfunction keeps me from even attempting to be a functional adult. What I found is that if I do those important things first, then when I have those days where I can't do anything, it's okay because I've already taken care of the important stuff. And I really don't want to imply that this is easy to do. I understand that it can be incredibly hard to get stuff done ahead of time. I've spent many a Sunday night editing podcasts that are going up Monday morning, so thank goodness I have an editor now. And the point is that it's okay, because sometimes we just got to work with what we've got right now. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. Before you go, though, let's do a quick rundown of today's top tips. One, when we're writing out our plans, we're not creating some set-in-stone document that we can't veer from. Our plans should be malleable. It's also important that we're checking in with our plans as often as we need to so that we can stay on track. 2. By planning with the seasons in mind, we're thinking about the way our lives change with the seasons. Are we going to be staying indoors or outdoors more? Are there seasonal events that we want to keep in mind? What are the things that we're going to be looking forward to in those seasons? 3. Once we've figured out how we want our seasons to go, we can then break those goals down into what we want each month to look like and then take that information to plan out our coming days and weeks. You can find show notes for this episode at hackingyouradhd.com slash seasonal planning. And now for your moment of dad. My uncle was telling me about this incredible horse he has. Apparently it's an artist. He told me it could draw carriages, carts, and wagons. I mean, I know that's not a lot, but that's pretty incredible for a horse, right? Right.